Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Attempted Parenting. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. We apologise. Uh, thankfully, Nick's you know been doing some stuff on the side, which is always good with Attempted Motherhood. Mm, so yeah. you know, make sure to listen to those episodes. They're not long. You be on. They're not long, but they are good. I'm a mother. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> she keeps it brief, <laughs> on purpose. Concise. Yeah, I like it. Um, so we just thought we might spend a bit of time today talking about the link between kind of Christianity and attempted parenting. <laughs> Attachment parenting. So, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Attachment. Let's try that again. The link between Christianity and attachment parenting, which we've spoken about before as definitely being like a, a recognized style that we try to incorporate in what we do. Mm. Um, we're know. not fully attachment, but we're not like fully social norms. We're like in this little hybrid <laughs> <laughs> in the middle that works for us and look that's the important phrase there works for us mm. look for it mm-hmm. um but yeah we kind of just wanted to cover this topic because we we're reflecting actually on like some judgment we've received uh, around our parenting style yeah um yeah. both in and out of the church like obviously yeah. you know we are full-on christians and when i say full-on i just mean like (laughs) that's it that's probably a better way of saying it but i guess um you know it's been really interesting we're not we're not we're not those annoying christians i just want i just want to throw that out there yeah we won't annoy you we don't like those christians either (laughs) you know who you are (laughs) that's all we have to say about that yeah, that's it. But I guess it, like it's really interesting. Like um, one of the ones was uh, something that happened at uh, a church we used to go to mm, when James was quite young. Yeah, and, and um, like it was really interesting. They had a bit of kind of like an ad hoc uh, crash arrangement, and we, you know, it was a bit of organised chaos. I really think. Oh man, there's no kind so of structure chaotic. to it, and, and they needed soundproofing just... <laughs> in that room so hardcore. <laughs> You just kind of walk your kid in and, you know, dump your kid and take off. But, like, we we were never able to do that. And it was... It, it was, I think, because of Jim's high needs mm. demeanour. Yeah. But he just wasn't... It just wasn't something that worked for him. Yeah. And we were faced with quite a few comments about that, um, yeah. about just we should just leave him there. We should just let him go there. Because you know how when you go to church and people are like, oh, this is this is the people's church and it's so great to hear kids in the auditorium. Whoa, don't we love that? And yeah. But they don't really. <laughs> like as soon as that as soon as that pastor gets up there and starts to preach and your kid's the one that's screaming, you get those eyes. Whether it's from the pastor himself or from the pastor's wife what, or the groupies, like someone's looking at you, like someone's like staring into your soul and you feel like you're gonna take your kid out. It's yeah, like um yeah. Like <laughs> there was just such an interesting time back then, like because James wouldn't go in the room. Wouldn't go to anyone. And like, yeah, like I remember what you were saying. I, I definitely, like it was always interesting because I feel like there was some people where they were legitimately okay with it. Oh, yeah. And they do that look back and smile. They're like, like oh, oh, that's kind of cute. Know, like, oh, he's such a cutie, you know. But then you'd, they'd be like, you'd look a few rows across and they'd be like just these death eyes. Just They're like, I'm trying to listen to the word today. Yeah. <laughs> like just to give you an idea though, it was a big auditorium and the crazy thing was is that like, James was loud. Oh, so loud. <laughs> so, I mean, to, to so extent, I can loud. understand, like, you know, being a little bit ticked off with it. He but. was one of those kids who screamed when he was happy. 
who screamed <laughs> when he was sad, who screamed when he was hungry. Just like screamed. Just, just for funsies, you know? He used to echo and bellow through that hall. I just And I think that was part of the fun. I think it became like a fun game. He'd, like, he'd scream and it'd be really loud and echo. He'd be like, oh, that was cool. Let's do it again. With that other element, of he'd be like seeing, seeing how many people you get to turn around. <laughs> seeing if someone else responded to his scream. Yeah, just like, oh, hey, hey. <laughs> It was pretty fun. But um, like I guess we just kind of wanted to cover off some stuff as well because there was a few other examples that we were talking about before as well. Mm, we were talking about, um, well, I'm in a lot of attachment parenting groups on Facebook. If you mm. are not part of one, I definitely advise you to go and find a group. Um, super supportive, full of great ideas. Yeah. And um, I asked the question if anybody within – like who was an actively practicing Christian, found themselves feeling some sort of judgment or uh, were getting opinions based on their parenting because there was that element, and this is something that we have heard before, there's that element of um, scripture saying that your children need to obey you, like children obey your your parents or something like And it, It was just this element And the more we kind of delved into the attachment parenting side of things, um, the more I kind of recognised that that element of obedience of children towards their parents and towards elders is like it's pretty rampant. Like it it makes up a great portion of what is almost expected. Yeah. From our children within the church. Yeah, it is. It is really interesting, but at the same time, like we, we've really like I, I struggle with that really personally because I don't believe that's the model on any level that we're shown. Oh no! You know, like no. that element of our relationship with God. Yeah, this like was at, yeah. At no, at like no point does He demand like anything from us. No. Like there's no element of demanding, but there is a huge element based around relationship. Yep, yep. You know, and everything that happens and even his instructions to us in lovingly correcting a brother mm-hmm. within the, the confines of a church is not blatantly... The key word is lovingly. Yeah, but it's that element of having a relationship yeah. first. You know, you like, can't tell someone to stop doing something. Like if someone's offending, causing offence, it works mm. better. Like they're going to take heed of what you say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they're going to take heed of what you say. Like they're going to take it to heart a lot more if you've got relation with them. Yeah, and Jesus did that too. I mean, if you look at the multi-levels that Jesus ministered on to, you know, like the one-on-ones, the individual, mm, yeah. that that kind of like close-knit group that he had with his disciples. Yeah. And even in the context of the greater crowd, nothing was done out of like no relationship. Yeah. You know, and there was like the, the deeper the the ministry or the more personal the ministry the more relationship that was present like and it was really interesting because i mean even in my own walk with god you know in my own experience with my own personal growth and my spiritual growth yeah there's always been that element of relationship and it's never been anything else and you know like someone once said to me that the holy spirit's a gentleman yeah it's the same the same's true when it comes to your own growth through christ like yes sometimes it will hurt 
For sure. There is that element in there, but but it's not. It's gentle. It's not. Um, even if it, yeah, it's gentle. That's that's it. That's that's the absolute truth. It's so gentle, and even though it's going to hurt like an absolute mofo sometimes, yeah, it's not done out of malice, yeah, or with a like poor intent. It's yeah. it's done out of love and relation, yeah. and to bring this back. To attachment parenting, this is, hi, I'm married to a pastor's son, (laughs) someone who grew up in the church. (laughs) Maybe a little bit opinionated. Oh, oh, just a tad. (laughs) Anyway. I'm aware of it. (laughs) So coming back to this this element of obedience, I, I have honestly, it's kind of, I don't know how to say it. I'm just going to say it. If you've got older people in your church, you yep. might find yep. that their style of parenting is yep. more along the lines of children should be seen and not heard or not seen and not heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Or if they do the wrong thing, you beat the crap out of them. Yes. Yep. Get the cane out, corporal yep. punishment, beat some sense into them. But I think so bringing it back to that obedience, you mm. know, yes, but like it's not that James doesn't obey us, yeah. But he respects us because of the relationship yeah. that we have built with him yeah. through being graceful and being gentle. Yeah. And and just just so you know, like this was something that we were talking about before as well because you have those other extremes that exist where people concentrate oh. solely on being their their kid's best friend. Uh, and, don't do that, please. And then they end up like losing that part or their role as a parent in in guiding and gently correcting. Like, yeah. I mean, because there's there's an element. <laughs> to be fair, there's an element um, of still being a gentle and graceful parent, but yeah. also still being firm. Yeah. You know, there's still boundaries. Yeah. You know, as as a parent. And yeah. it shouldn't be strict authoritarian parenting. It should be okay. Well, these are our bar- these are our boundaries. Yeah. The, I'm firm on these boundaries, but I'm going to be graceful and gentle with you. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. I mean, at the end of the day, my experience in my own relationship with God, like I'm saying, was has been gentle, yeah, has been yeah. gracious, incredibly gracious, and. I'm going to model that with my children regardless yeah, exactly. of what you, you because think, you know. God yeah. loves us. Mm. Like it's an un, like, unimaginable, you know, never failing, what is it in the kids' Bible, but never giving up, <laughs> you know, always and forever love, you yeah. know. And yeah. so I think we really need to kind of think about the grace and the gentleness that has been extended to us yeah. and how grateful we are to that and then extend the same to our children. Absolutely. Because how can – so same kind of thing, but getting a bit deeper, how can our children yeah. who love us unconditionally expect – that God can love them so much more than we could ever love them. Yeah. If what is modeled through us is authoritarian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if we can't extend grace and gentleness to our children, how can they ever kind of understand or grasp the concept that God's going to give that to them? Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting though because like I I grew up in a Christian house and I did not. Like <laughs> we we were absolutely spanked. I I have a great story about being oh, I don't even know how old I was. 
I wasn't that old. Would have been in my early teens, like maybe 11. Jeez, righto. Right? Maybe 12. Is this the sixth of the best story? Oh, absolutely. This is a fantastic story. I was with my neighbour. Fantastic for the wrong reasons. (laughs) Actually, it might have been like, I'm thinking timeline might have been like eight or nine even. But anyway, so I'm with our next door neighbour. So I was good friends with our next door neighbour, Chris. And we were over his house and we found a box of matches. Oh, I remember this story. Sorry, I thought it was so, another one. No, no, no. And so we're like, <laughs> it's so good. You're an idiot. So we're, no, it was hilarious. So we're on these plastic uh, kind of, you know, outdoor furniture chairs and hanging over our neighbor's fence and, and like lighting matches and throwing them at like their house, right? At the brick wall. It was a house. brick house, right? So the logic was not there. I'm telling you, you I was eight, eight or, nine. or nine. Exactly. And I'm just like lighting matches, throwing them over. Da, 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 da. And I remember we were well, like we got busted big time, and I got marched back over to my place, and my dad under like got told the situation, took me back out the front, and you know gave me six six of the best. Like that was his um, you know threatening thing, and and uh, like it, like getting back to I guess that element, like and, and even there was times where we were getting out of control as kids at the kitchen table, and dad would just walk over to the second drawer and pull out the wooden spoon and then come back and put it on the table and it would all shut up. Not even a gentle reminder. <laughs> a blatant Physically get smack it out, in the face put reminder. It, put it on the table and with we'd a all nice be like, thud. Oh, okay, it's time. It's time to shut up now. <laughs> like, I mean, and having grown up in that environment, like it was, it was interesting because, you know, in reflection, I could understand how culturally... And like the society as a whole at that stage, like that was the norm. That was what you did, Um, you know, and even, you know, I mean, my dad tells wonderful stories about uh, my grandfather smacking him with a cricket bat. Like that was his claim to fame for so long. But then growing up and being (laughs) a parent, (laughs) he used to talk about it. And then it wasn't until older that I found out like it was a little signature bat. (laughs) It was a little... He made me think growing up that it was a full-size cricket bat and he'd be taken out to the laundry. And over son, spank. There's my best cover drive I could manage. Like, <laughs> I could see Grandpa doing that too. But, but, oh, my but, gosh. <laughs> it only ended up being a signature bat. I found that out later on. But, like, I guess growing up in that environment, understanding that that was the social norm and how times have changed, you know, like, you can understand those kind of circumstances but you know like if if i'm honest in reflection about you know when when i was brought up there's so many other ways i could have i I can imagine now gentle guidance that could have been more appropriate yeah um you know now that you've got your own kids in reflection yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and in reflection you know like and and like I, i know that from my father growing up i really craved that deeper deeper level of relationship with him you know like that was a big thing for me growing up I wanted more of that I wanted a lot more than like what I got yeah but like and I see like those those areas of discipline as a time that he could have lent in a little bit more to more of that guidance kind of thing it's interesting because I know back then and even a lot of Christians now fall back on that verse of like spare the rod spoil the child kind of thing yeah yep yeah, but I mean, in in knowing um, the purpose of a rod, 
culturally back then being used by shepherds to guide to the guide flock, the flock guide to the lead flock. the flock to there wasn't gently, a shepherd out there beating his sheep when well, the sheep turned that, the wrong way that's right so tap it so gently you that, know that come statement, on spare the let's rods, go the child is more about sparing like not not taking on the guidance and the gentle correction yeah, and yeah. the assistance that your child needs is how you actually spoil them. Yeah. So it's not that element of like not smacking the crap yeah, out of my yeah. child is going to mean that he's going to be spoiled. It means that not guiding and gently correcting my child yeah. through whatever they're going through is what is actually going to spoil them. So if I miss that opportunity, like we were talking about before, you know, that concept of like, I want to be my kid's best friend. Oh, please don't do that. (laughs) I've said that before. I'm going to say it again, don't do it. (laughs) I'm going to negate my responsibility to guide and gently correct my child. I'm just going to be their friend. Then, you know, you you miss that element of being being their parent. And yes, that's what produces probably... Because a a a child child. craves that. They crave boundaries. They crave, like some children, thrive off routine James is one who he doesn't necessarily necessarily thrive off like a stringent routine it's a little bit more loose and and it works so well for him but in terms of like uh, kids, they, they're looking for that firmness. Yeah. They need the gentle, gentleness and they need the grace and the, like, the gentle, you know, guidance, yeah. like you're saying. But they also need that firmness. Yeah. You know, it brings, like, but reassurance, it, you know. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and like, uh, there's so many links between Christianity and attempted parenting, oh. even, even in, like, the concept of helping a child, guiding a child in landing their emotion. Oh yeah, is in a great example of gently guiding your child. You know when when it's needed. Yeah, you know, like, and there's so many yeah. links between mm. even the model that Jesus showed us while he was here to well, yeah. what attempted yeah. parenting is. If you look at Jesus and the relationship that he had with his disciples, mm. even in his teachings, yeah. he was gentle. He was graceful yeah. and he was firm. Yeah. You know, he guided his disciples. And yeah. yes, there were instances where he was very angry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe but even it rebuking. Was, yeah. It was a, de- a teaching moment. Yeah, that's you know, right. There, that's it right. was and always exactly a teaching was. moment. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't just rebuking and then we're done. It was rebuking and I've got something to teach you. Yeah, like, yeah. It was hand in hand. It was never one without the other. And, exactly. You know, like that, you know, like... <sighs> For sure. Like, I just feel like there's so many links between Christianity and attempted parenting. Well, you can't tell me that a baby that was born in the manger yeah, and, you know, they weren't rich people, yeah, uh, that they didn't co-sleep. You can't tell me that that kid didn't sleep with his mum and dad. Guaranteed. You can't tell me that he didn't Guaranteed. sleep in that bed. I can see <laughs> little baby Jesus hanging out between Mary and Joseph in the bed. Doing a gym yep. and having a sneaky nurse in the middle of the night without yep. even Mary knowing. Yep. Probably until he was four because cultural norms. That's right. Don't even get me That's started right. on breastfeeding. This is a whole <laughs> other thing. Okay, if you don't know, if you haven't already heard, I had always planned by one, like done at one for breastfeeding. Jim, yeah. you're yeah. done, you're cut off. Yeah. I was like going to be the strictest parent I'd ever heard yeah. of. And then one came and went. What happened? Two came and went. And then three came, came and went. went. And then 
probably about six weeks ago he weaned. Yeah. And yeah. that was what was right for us. Yeah. And so, yes, I got a lot of questions. Yes, wow. is he still on the boob? Oh, you're getting too old for booby, Jim. Like, no. Like, the who says between the ages of two and seven is the world's, like, average age of weaning. Yeah. So and you can't tell me. says. You can't, you yeah. can't tell me that Jesus got to one year of age and Mary was like, you're done, mate. Like, back <laughs> no, off. No more boob for you, mate. Here's, here's some goat's milk. <laughs> yeah, no, Some sheep's that. milk. Like, get that into you. <laughs> I reckon he would have <laughs> Drink that out of yeah, your, yeah. Drink that out of your stone-made sippy cup. Like, <laughs> No. <laughs> He was probably on that boob until he was at least four. Guaranteed. And that was the cultural thing too at that stage It's so well. normal. If you mm. go to any other country like yep. Middle Eastern country, you go over to, oh, I don't even know, like your Asia, some of your Asian countries as sure. well. Yeah. Older breastfeeding is fine. Yep. They use wet nurses and stuff yeah. over there. And that's, that's culturally right. acceptable. If you don't know what that is, it means somebody else who breastfeeds your child. Yep. Like if I was babysitting somebody else's child and that child needed to be breastfed while their mother was away, I would breastfeed that child. Yep. Like no qualm. Yeah. You know, yep. like if a kid's got to have boob, it's got to have boob. Like yeah. kid got to eat. <laughs> kid got to eat. If you're thirsty, you can go get a drink of water. Like Gator if my kid's eat. thirsty, I'm going to give him some boob. <laughs> Did you just say Gator got to eat? <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, like, oh I mean, that, 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 that was actually, that was really interesting because that was probably another area of judgment that we had within the church. Was oh, that from all our churches that we've been through. Definite element. Not just, no, but not just churches, though. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I grew up in a non-Christian household. Yeah. Um, I obviously became a Christian after I met Josh. Thank Yay. you, Josh. Missionary work. <laughs> missionary um, dating. <laughs> missionary dating, sorry. Um, no, but I... My mum, she is so supportive. Like she was upset for me when I weaned James, but even the comments came from her until she saw how firm I was in the point of stop asking. But I was getting comments about weaning James as young as four months old. Yeah, that's right. At four months old, I, I was getting oh, comments. Old for boob, and you're like, "Are you kidding me?" Uh, four yep. Months. At four months old, yeah. oh, when are you starting solids? Oh, well, if you don't wean him now, you know he'll be on the boob till he's eighteen. Like, oh, he was four months old. He had no interest in solids. Like, don't tell me how to yep. parent my goddamn babe. Don't. Sorry, sorry. This is a hot, hot topic. <laughs> hot topic for me. I'm getting ragey. I'll stop. <laughs> Blood's boiling. Oh, I do like to see you like this. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. But seeing you with passion in your eyes is like... Stop. Stop it. (laughs) You're nasty. I don't want more kids for a while. Thank you. (laughs) Stop. So I guess, you know, just we really wanted to reiterate the links that we quite clearly see between Christianity and and temple parenting. And it's not that we've always clearly seen them. Either Mm. This is something Mm. that I think... Like it's Joshua says when he did Bible college, he had all this knowledge in his head, and Bible college really was able to kind of like, what is it, correlate? So, collate? so the, yeah, is the, that way, the, word? the way I say it is that like, because obviously growing up in the church and obviously being quite familiar with my Bible prior to doing Bible yeah, college, yep. there was that element of having like a whole bunch of different thoughts, yeah, um, wandering around in my head, and what I feel like Bible college did is put it in a filing cabinet 
and and like recognized all the links between yeah. the different thoughts. Yeah, and so, so what things happen, that looked like a pinball machine beforehand yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. made it and a nice And they just ended little, up being a nice little filing cabinet. So yeah. whenever someone wanted to talk about a certain topic, I could, you know, <laughs> pull, you know file through and just pull out that thought. And then, oh, you know, there'd be a string attached to, to, mm. to other stuff and as so well. And so us, I think, finding um, Janet Lansbury, that's where we yeah. really started our attachment parenting journey. Thanks, Janet. Thank you. Um, finding her, she was like the first piece of the puzzle. Yeah. It kind of made me feel validated in yeah. how I was feeling. Like I wasn't a failure because of my child's behavior. Yeah. You know, I wasn't uh, completely like because I felt something in me did not feel right about doing some of the things that society says is normal yeah. in terms of parenting. And so that kind of put me at ease going, okay, well, I'm I'm not crazy for yeah. feeling wrong oh, about doing much, this. I was much the same. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I remember even just being in a headspace where, because like, I remember we, so we spoke about obviously discipline before having children mm. and, and spanking was never really. Oh, no, I was very anti. We were never, no. ever, ever going to do that. But for me as well, like uh, – I realised how much of a nurturing person I am when James came about. So like, Josh I had is a no very idea. sensitive man, like, I, and I don't mean that in a terrible way. He is the most empathetic, and he's just oh my god. I, I honestly, I honestly <laughs> he's thought too graceful I would, at times. I honestly thought I'd land somewhere between nature and nurture, like right mm-hmm. in the middle. But I, as soon as James arrived, I realised how nurturing I am. Yeah, yeah, and like, and then the concept of anything else other than nurturing my child felt wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was bizarre and I like I was in the same boat in the sense that, you know, like it's not so I much that I, I felt like a failure, but there was an element of kind of like... It's just unease because yeah, you don't know yeah. where you fit. Yeah. But then, uh, and then so just recently I, again, went, like I asked that group that question and someone made this comment about how Jesus' attachment parents us as his children yeah. so why don't we attachment parent our own children yeah and that just like was a light bulb moment for me i was just like yeah. oh my god like this is just put everything it's put like a nice little bow on all these thoughts i've had floating around in my head and i haven't been able to articulate yeah what i've been feeling but the grace and the love and just the intensity of that love and kindness that god has given to us yeah why are we so focused on being so authoritarian with our kids? Yeah, or demand like demanding, demanding respect and dem- obedience, demanding obedience. Like, yeah. why aren't we as graceful and as kind and nurturing with our children as yeah. God is with us? Yeah, you know. So, well, yeah. it comes back to that element of we love Him because He first loved us. Yep. And so the move is on our part to yeah. love our children, children. first. Yep to then have them respond in love. And I feel like we, we spoke about this earlier and, too, about yeah. the element that respect flows from that place of, of love and relationship. Yeah. yeah, You know, it builds trust and it builds respect. Love is firm, but yeah. love isn't beating someone. <laughs> it'd, be like, it'd be like hearing your child go, oh, he beats me because he loves me. That's that's not said in in jest, you know. Like I can see I your hate face. That. I, I hate, hate it. that line so much. And and but it is it's true. Like mm. I don't want my children to go. Oh well, dad's only smacking me because he loves me. Yeah. Like if you're a child, you're not going to think that. Well, like, I'd much rather have my son go. 
I know he loves me because he loves me. Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean? Like he's, he spanks me because he loves me. He's graceful. Yeah. And he's gentle. Because he's he loves kind me. Because yeah. he loves me. Yeah. 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 That's what I'd rather hear. Mm. Anyway, we have gone so long. Oh, waffle. Waffle, waffle, waffle. I feel like there was some good content in there, so I there hope was. you I hope you yeah. deciphered it out. And look, we, we hope you really enjoyed that, but we definitely just wanted to highlight, I guess, the, the massive links that we see between attempted parenting or attachment parenting and Oh, my gosh, again. again. <laughs> oh, I'm a comedy of errors tonight. Oh, fantastic. But, yeah, so we hope you guys got a lot out of that. We had yeah. a lot of fun talking about it because it's something that we... And we'll probably go to bed and continue to talk about it. Yeah, we've spoken about this a lot, and we just thought it'd be really good. Uh, value for you guys to kind of you know be aware of those links yeah and to realize that there's you know the, the the biggest link of all is just what's modeled for us is yeah. is what we, what we should do what is given to us yeah so freely yeah is what we should give to our children so freely love it all right we'll see you on the next episode okay, thanks bye. thanks for listening <laughs> bye